0: Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and uh, today is a very special day. It's our producer, Alex's 21st birthday. Um, Yeah, round of applause. He finally did it. He got out of uh, life MIP-free. So um, good for Alex. We're all proud of him. We hope that he has a safe and fun time tonight, Of course. whatever he may do. Are you you doing anything fun, Alex? (laughs) No, you don't know? He doesn't know. So we got a lot of talk about today. To my right, Colin Logsdon. Hello. Ahead of me. <laughs> Hello. Ahead of me, Andy McDonald. How are we doing today, boys? We're good. Doing all right. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up. What are you guys uh, looking forward to at the dinner table? What's your favorite Thanksgiving uh, food, I guess? Just to start off the show on a light note.
1: I mean, honestly, it's the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes? I, I like it more than the turkey.
2: I'd probably go with mashed potatoes, too. But there has to be gravy. <laughs> oh, it has to be gravy oh, or it's course, too dry. Yes. And that
0: stuffing is a close second. Stuffing's close. I love mm-hmm. those, uh, the King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh, the oh, rolls, man. The rolls oh, with yeah. the mashed potatoes. Gotta have oh. Hawaiian rolls. It's delicious. Pumpkin pie is oh, yeah, With Cool Whip. Just, with Cool Whip. Great. And we're going to pick out on Thanksgiving. So we'll, we'll talk a little more about... Uh, we're getting
1: spoiled this year. Even a big no, game... A big game.
0: This, yeah, we're (laughs) gonna talk about that in just a little bit, but I want to start off with Rivalry Week, and it is probably the biggest U of M Ohio State game since 2006, when they were one and two clashing in Ohio State. They are again clashing in Columbus. U of M is number three. Ohio State is number two. Uh, This is the most excited i've ever been for a u of m ohio state game because personally back in 06 i was a little middle schooler i wasn't <laughs> huge into sports at this time so i didn't really get to to witness the greatness that was that game i've rewatched it multiple times uh since the game has Great happened game. An awesome game yeah uh, we can only hope for something just as good as that on saturday but a little concerning for both teams over this past weekend. Uh, Michigan only won by ten at home, which I called on the Big House report. I called the ten-point victory. Called wow. a little more points though. I called thirty to twenty instead of twenty to ten. But the fact remains the same. Michigan won by ten points. Ohio State only won by one point. In East Lansing, Mark Antonio, uh, deciding to go for two on uh, on fourth or on uh, after their. First, uh, one of their first touchdowns of the game, really, um, with LJ Scott, he just controlled that entire game uh, for Michigan State's offense. Did you guys think that that was the right call to go for two?
1: For me, personally, no, because I'm going to stick to what I said back when Brady Hoke did the same thing against Ohio State. I am a fan of tying the game and going to overtime because anything can happen in overtime. You never know what's going to happen. I know people are saying they're playing for nothing. It's whatever. You could win the game. But at the same time, if you make the extra point, if Ohio State fumbles or throws the interception in overtime, all you got to do is kick a field goal, you win the game. So to me, you kick the extra point and tie it up. I didn't agree with the call.
2: See, I liked the call, but the play itself was horrible. Very, that was just like tough. the play oh, against Ohio State for Michigan. Dumb. All throws across the field. You have no quarterback. Don't yeah. trust Conner in that situation. Give it to Scott who had yes. carried you that whole game. For, yeah. yeah no, so are you going to do it, at least Put him, do him out of the
0: Wildcat. Give him the dang ball. I agree with you 100%. I thought that if you were going to go for 2 on that uh after that touchdown, you would have to give it to the guy that was uh, taking control of the entire offense that entire game, and that was L.J. Mm-hmm. Scott. He had well over 100 yards. I think he was only the second running back to do that against Ohio State this season. He's looked great yep. all year, really. He's He's been ama- been he did awesome. well against U of M. He did well against Ohio State. I don't understand why you put the ball in Tyler O'Connor's hands. He is one of the worst <laughs> quarterbacks in the Big Ten, if not the country this year. He's been god-awful. I can't imagine a worse scenario for them to go through on that Two point conversion. So I think if you give it to Scott, they would have had a better chance than putting it in O'Connor's hands because he threw a terrible interception.
1: He, he threw it at two Ohio State players. It wasn't even like there, at, there wasn't even a
0: Michigan State receiver no, nearby. It, there it, was a guy open though, and he waited
2: yeah, and they, he and, and, just, and then it's like he just turned right and yeah. threw it right to the guys. It's like what are you all, doing? All yeah. What the, are you doing? Oh, that's yeah, a, the that's that's pocket a, presence. It's like, is like that's just a fifth a year senior. Horrible. He looks like a guy who's yeah, never exactly. played quarterback in his life.
0: I think Michigan State's gonna benefit from him being gone after this season. Oh for sure. Yeah. So for sure. So they'll get a fresh start next year. Um, definitely should have called something different on uh, the two-point play. But U of M, uh, obviously Wilton Spate was injured. We Honestly, at this point, we don't even really know what's up with him. No. Jim Harbaugh is saying he's day-to-day. Last week, he was day-to-day. He remains day-to-day. And uh, I, someone tweeted... Can't remember who it was, but they were saying that a little birdie told me that uh Wilton Spade is gonna play on Saturday if there there aren't any you know drawbacks in that, which would be awesome for U of M because John O'Corn looked, looked terrible. like that looked good. Yeah, <laughs> that's look. We, oh. we have a group chat for, for our show.
2: <laughs> Andy was being I was not happy, Andy he was the biggest hater on Saturday.
0: I oh, oh, swear Brady Hall was, was still not the happy. Call. <laughs> Oh it was oh, man, like oh, it was, that was that was terrible. It, it was reading some like, of those texts were just terrible. me mad, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of turned my phone on silent for a couple <laughs> minutes just to like get away I from I almost blocked you on every social media. <laughs> oh, 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 I was very close. On, no, that's a little hard. you didn't have any faith in O'Corn but he nope. went 7 of 16 for 59 yards. I think it was the uh, lowest I, think I have reason. Lowest <laughs> passing yard total that a U of M quarterback had. Um, since John Navarre back in two thousand two, and they won against Wisconsin, and in that they game beat too. Wisconsin yeah. in that game. He didn't throw a pick, but he didn't throw a touchdown either. He had some good looking passes, most of them were not. No. Uh, but it was I'm thankful this Thanksgiving season for Devon Smith. Yes, oh my he goodness, he stepped it up. I mean, most of his career, I've been kind of um, neglecting of Devon Smith because yeah. we've got guys like Chris Evans. We've got guys like Higdon. I love the way Higdon runs. He's a tough runner. Devion Smith is a guy. It's his final season with U of M. Hasn't really done a whole lot up till this point. He absolutely killed Indiana's defense on Saturday. Okay. I mean, he was plowing guys left and right. They went for it on fourth down on one play. And he I think he almost had a touchdown. He picked up like thirty some odd yards. Mm-hmm. Uh he looked great. How how big was the performance from him?
1: It was, it was huge. I mean, he, he to me, he's been, like, inconsistent and average his whole career. It's kind of like one game yeah. he just blows up, and then the next game he doesn't really do anything. But, no, he, he played great. He played like a senior should play on senior day. He, I mean, he's the reason, that to me, that they won that game. He The way yeah. that he rushed and, like, he was the only one that was moving the ball for Michigan's offense, the only reason their defense got any chance to stay off the field at all, because for most of the game, it seemed like their defense was always in the field. Like, I feel like towards the end of that game, they would just run it, punt, and Harbaugh was completely putting it in the defense's hands to win that game. Because he knew that was the way that they were going to do it. But that was a huge performance by Davion Smith. Good game for him. Hopefully he keeps it up going to this week because Michigan's got to run well against Ohio State to have a good game.
2: Agreed. In a game where where the offense was very lackluster, no one seemed to be emotional, no one seemed like they really wanted to win. Mm -hmm. He stepped it up, he put the team on his back, and yeah, yeah. exactly what you said, Annie. Did what a senior should do on senior day? I didn't really see anything from Cheson, Darbo. No. Lewis any of those guys didn't really seem like it was that big of a senior day He got really emotional. He stepped it up. He was running through guys left and right stiff farming guys I've never seen him run like that. Yeah, and he had question. vision for once. He didn't just yeah, run. Seriously. up. He didn't just run straight up the gut He was looking around he's dodging tackles left and right and he made sure he got in the end zone every time He was huge. He's the reason they won that game and we are uh, 10 and 1
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. He definitely is the reason they won the game. Um He carried the ball 23 times, which is probably the most of this season. He had 158 yards, which is a career high. Mm -hmm. He had two touchdowns. He averaged 6.9 yards a carry. He just completely dominated Indiana's defense. Uh, which actually looked pretty good uh, the week prior against Penn State. So I was kind of a little nervous about their defense heading into this game. Yeah. Um, but then the defense stepped up as well.
1: Say so how about Michigan's defense? That uh, was what they, really stood out to me. Yeah. Against a good Indiana offense, they played yep. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one touchdown. Limiting them to
0: 10 points, 64 rushing yards, 191 uh, passing yards. Uh, they just did great. Uh, I mean, The thing that I was worried about, though, on the offensive side for Michigan was uh, – Obviously, John McCorn, but um, not really being able to find the the stud receivers that he has. He didn't really uh, use that to his ability because receiving-wise, Darbo had one catch, Chesson had two, uh, Grant Perry had two, Jake Butt had nothing. I'm That's, telling you, man. Yeah, Jake put had nothing I, on, on his last game at Michigan no Stadium. Catches. He had nothing.
2: But it wasn't all in O'Corn, though. The play calling was not very no, good. It wasn't good. He was not. There was no guys. There was no really
1: target for success. And
2: the old line run, really gave him no chance every time.
1: And just watching O'Korn back there, it was like watching Devin Gardner all over again. The dude would run around, take a loop, and then like he just run yeah. into more people and get sacked. Can't tell you how many times I saw that back when Devin Gardner used to play for him. That's what it was reminding me of the whole time he was playing. Just no at yeah. and all in the no, pocket. No. He constantly I mean, looked he, stressed. He looked Just. nervous.
0: He looked stressed. He looked like he was going to die on every single play. The thing that really amped up the offense was that 30-yard run that yeah. he had on third yeah. down. That, that was a spark plug. That was, I think I put in the group chat, that's the play that's going to yeah, spark us. And Right was. after next play, David had a touchdown, never gave touchdown. the lead and after it, that. Yep. Yeah. And that was huge. It, it, it did spark the offense. Was yeah. that Give him credit run. for
1: getting all pumped up and everything after that run. It's like the, the day he was having and the fans, you kind of hear the murmured boos, oh, like the quietness and everything yeah, else. There, so,
2: there's definitely some... That's something Spate couldn't uh, do, was run for 30 yards. There's no way. He's too slow.
0: Oh, no, no. no. Six <laughs> foot six, giant, giant quarterback. It's not happening. But uh, jo- O'Korn had a few good plays. Um, but if he plays against Ohio State, I'm a little nervous. How, what do you guys feel about that?
1: If a corn plays against Ohio State, Ohio State wins the game. I mean, I, I don't know. But really if think... Wilton
0: Spate plays, If Wilton Spate Michigan plays, I think Michigan th- can win the game. If he plays and if he's healthy. healthy.
1: That's the key. Yeah. It's, yes. it's so hard to, to predict He can't play 50%. No. He can't
0: play 80%. He has to play 100%. Healthy. I don't know about 100%. Yeah. I'd say I w- about 80% would be good. I would be the most... Um, you but, know,
2: but we won't even know
1: what percentage it is. We'll yeah. just see him
2: play, and then we'll just have to. They got to make big plays there.
1: downfield, I think, a lot in that game, too. They got to yeah. have some big passes fall in there. Because against Iowa, there was two, that, that's what made them lose that game. There was two There's two plays like, oh, there was, downfield yeah. at least that can run the like Darbo.
2: He either threw it or overthrew it every time. Yep. You got to hit on a couple of those. They got to have those
1: passes have in the game against Ohio State to win. And that'll open it up more for the running game for them to be able to run through. Because Michigan's got a control clock in that game. You can't let Barrett beat Absolutely. you on offense. Absolutely. Right. I mean, Connolly. that's going to
0: be huge. I think they should just stick with the plan that they had on Saturday against Indiana run the ball Pound the ball up the middle with your guys with Devion Smith. He obviously had a really good game against Indiana. You I would use Chris Evans a lot against Ohio State. He is probably as fast as uh their defenders are. Yeah. Oh, uh, easily. Yeah, he's the fastest running back U of M has. Mm-hmm. So I would use him a lot. I would use Smith up the middle a lot, and I would use uh Higdon a lot as well. He's like, very they, tough. They
2: runner. need to mix it up this Saturday, because last couple weeks I feel like they've gotten away from their identity yeah. in the offense. That's using McDoom yeah, on the exactly. little drop yeah, that exactly. I mean, players are saying. Yeah, I'm, not seen any I'm not seeing any bubble yeah. screws. A lot of the plays we've been doing all year, we've gotten away from that. It's like we've lost our identity and we've lost our swagger and confidence, too, where we were just blowing teams out and we were playing our ball. You got to get back to that on Saturday. No, Michigan has to Have do that, to. no
1: doubt. And look for a big game out of Jabril Peppers. I I think he's really hyped for this game. He knows what he needs to do. He I think he wants to win it more than anybody else in their team. And he, yeah. oh, he yeah. definitely wants that trip to at least go to where the Heisman is. So I I think I he's gonna you'll make see a him on offense game. a lot more yeah. than
2: more than any time this year. And you're going to see a lot of trick plays you haven't get, seen all year either. He said yesterday defense, they're letting it all out of the bag.
1: Michigan's defense can keep them with. Anybody in the country, I think. I, in yeah, all seriousness, so, so you give me an average offensive space. Ohio that's... State's
0: office hasn't been that good this year. It's been yeah. all It's been all about their defense. Their exactly. defense is leading. Uh, the country mainly in takeaways and in defensive touchdowns especially at the beginning of that year when they were getting pick six emotions are going to be game. high for
1: both teams that's what we know oh, for yeah. sure so no matter what it's like you, you can kind of throw your predictions out the window at some point because we don't, we, don't, right. we don't really know what michigan is gonna have on the field on yep. saturday that's that's the problem and it's, right it's
0: now. gonna be scary leading up to the game final question on this game what's the score um i guess we can go if spate plays if spate doesn't, doesn't. play okay. so two score predictions what do you got, Andy?
1: If, if Spade plays, I got Michigan 21-10. to 10 and, You think it's oh, a low-scoring game. Yep, I, I do think it's low-scoring. Because if Michigan's going to win the game, I think it's going to be low-scoring because their defense is going to have to hold Ohio State to low points. Okay. And But if it's O'Korn playing... I, I hate even saying it, but Michigan's probably gonna get blown out. I'd I'd say by twenty points if if Whoa. if Okorn that's a
2: thirty point difference. If Okorn isn't playing,
1: if because he's not gonna be able to hang with that team. There's no way with the way he just played against Indiana. Well, still,
2: you still got your defense though.
1: It's on the road against Ohio State. I don't I don't see him doing anything to move that or help them move that ball at all. I just that's Call if Okorn him. plays. I mean.
2: Without Spate, with John O'Korn, at quarterback, I got Ohio State 21, Michigan 13. Okay, with Spate, I got Michigan 24, Ohio State 21. He'll get it done. I'm I, I confident think so, too. I hope so. I,
0: I really hope you guys are right, because <laughs> my score prediction that I have for the Big House report doesn't look pretty. With O'Corn, I have Ohio State 37, Michigan 10. Mm-hmm. With Spate, I have Ohio State 37, Michigan 28. So still a loss on either side. Close, That's though. fair enough. Close with Spate, not even close with O'Korn. Yep. That's um, how I feel. So, with, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of craziness other than Louisville losing. So, do you guys have the same top four for this upcoming? Yep. Because yeah. Yeah. they, were, they released the...
1: the uh, it's not going to shift. They're not going to move Michigan-Ohio State around. Everybody wants that How far do you think Louisville
0: <laughs> falls? Like, nine? You think nine? Oh, yeah. I think it could be lower than that. Yeah, it could be. They looked horrible.
1: They looked so really bad. They already dropped so to 11 brave. in the AP poll. They're eleven. In the yeah, yeah. so they're they could drop. it
0: could be around eleven. To eight. Honestly, it could be even lower than that too, just but, with the way that everyone else has been playing, and then they plummeted. Who do you guys I, think
1: will be right outside the top four now? Like, who do you think are the next two in, like five and six? I think
2: you look at Oklahoma and Colorado right now. Mm-hmm. Colorado looks like a great win Cal- right Colorado now. Looks so I can good. see them winning yeah. the Pac twelve.
0: I think I would look at Oklahoma. But I'd look at Wisconsin as well. Yeah. Just because Wisconsin. Wisconsin's right there. They, they have the don't the forget two, about Penn State. And Penn State's been great lately too. Wisconsin has the two best losses in the country, as in my opinion, I would say. With uh, with Michigan and with Ohio State. Two best losses by far. Yeah. And they only lost to them by a possession each. Right. So very, very close. We will see what happens. We hope U of M wins. Um I'm not looking too good on this, but uh, hopefully they <laughs> prove me wrong. That right? so. So uh, we're going to move on to what Andy was kind of hinting at earlier, and we're going to talk about this Thanksgiving matchup with the Vikings. Oh, like the Lions, it's they, a they beat a terrible Jaguars team. They won 26-19 to 19. Sunday. Stafford threw for 278 yards and didn't have a touchdown or a pick. Uh, the rushing game was terrible again. The receiving game was meh, kind of. I don't know how uh, the Lions won this game. Basically, it was all on the turnovers by Blake Bortles. He threw two picks. One of them was a pick six, and the Lions also had a uh, punt return touchdown. What was your guys' biggest takeaway from this game?
1: It just seems like every game the Lions play this season is going to be this way. It's just never going to be easy. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm taking away from it. No matter who they play against, if it's lower opponent, they play down to them. If it's a higher opponent, they seem to find a way to play up to them. so yeah. I, th- this team can compete, it's just, when, like can they actually beat the good teams? And that's what I'm looking, because I think Minnesota has more confidence coming into this game. No, oh, yeah. I, I still definitely think they're a good team. I don't think they're bad. They still have a good enough defense and an offense that works. And when they play against teams like the Giants and Dallas, that's, when I, that's what I'm interested to see. Is, is Detroit actually a good team, or are they just beating up on teams that are around. mediocre like them? That's... That's what I'm interested to see.
2: What I want to see out of them is to come out of the gates acting like it's the last two minutes of a game. Oh, I want to see that God, confidence, yes. that swagger from the get-go and act like you had to score points every possession because it seems like the first few possessions are the first few quarters and we'll just wait to the fourth. Yeah. Stop going in with the mentality, change yeah. it around and act like every, every down you is have huge. is the, the last two minutes. It's probably the biggest so Thanksgiving
0: big. game that I can remember. Yeah, It's ever. probably the biggest ever. It, it very well could be. I saw people on Twitter saying that. So yeah. what I want to see, I want to see the same thing that you you just said, Colin, because their offense, here's their first quarter offense. Their first drive, 14 <laughs> yards. Their second drive, negative two yards. And their third drive, three yards. That That was their first three drives in the first quarter. Their first quarter, they had 15 yards. Second quarter, very similar. Their first drive in the second quarter, negative three yards. Second drive, two yards. And then their third one, they had 67 yards, which led to a field goal. So, total, they had 66 yards in that second quarter. And they had 67 of them on their final drive in the half. Uh, the third quarter, this is when they started to pick it up. They had 16 yards in their first drive, 41 yards on their second drive. That's when Golden Tate fumbled. Yep. Um, so, that really halted their offense for a little bit. Fourth quarter, they picked it up as usual, 79 yards and a touchdown on their first drive in the fourth quarter. And on their second drive is when they put it away, essentially, uh, with a 60-yard 15-play drive that led to a field goal. So they had 277 total yards, and 196 of them were in the second half. They got to pick it up in the first half because they really haven't been. They've been struggling all season with first half offense. I mean, if you look at the Green Bay game, the yeah. Tennessee game, just this last game against Jacksonville, they're not mm-hmm. able to consistently pick up first downs and lead to points. And that's what two they halves, have, man. It's they it, put it put is it's a tale. It's it is a tale of two halves. They've been like this ever since I can remember. Yeah. Typically they're a first half team though. Yeah, that's they did against the Colts the first
2: game. Yeah. And since then it's, yes, it's been the complete opposite.
0: And then last year in the opener against San Diego, they had a huge lead and then they blew that in the second half. This is a completely different Lions team. It's been for the better for the most part oh, this yeah. season, but they still have to play a complete game yeah. of football. First through fourth quarter. They haven't been doing it. How they're six and four is beyond me because they yeah. played some pretty good teams. Uh, in this stretch of 10 games. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean,
1: going back to Jacksonville, like... You're not gonna beat the better teams either with just a touchdown from a punt return and an insane pick six that went back for like yeah the pick six was nice. You can't like expect nice. those every game. Oh that was that was a that was a great pick six. Very I don't very know how nice he found interception on in that play. I thought for sure he did get tackled or pushed out of bounds. That was a great return. That was the
0: first good play by Raphael Bush I've seen. All yeah time. yeah
1: like that was exactly. like I didn't know where that came well, from. Well then Wilson like, had the
0: pick to end
2: the game too. The two safeties yep. who have been like the weak part of the secondary all year. Yeah the two new guys. Yeah too. they
0: the defense stepped it up against a weak a Jacksonville offense. Yeah. Which is surprising because Jacksonville. I mean, if you look at it on paper, they've got a pretty good offense. You th- you would mm-hmm. think Blake Bortles is a capable quarterback at this point in his career, but he's not. He's getting worse. He's been he's ca- worse he, than he was He's been regressing every single year in the league. His rookie year, he showed promise, mm-hmm. and then his the second year, he was like, eh, okay. Now he just looks terrible. He had 202 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, QBR of 40.1. Wow, that's just not getting it done. Well, mm-hmm. and the only thing their offense could do was wait till every third down and dump it off to Chris Ivory. And that's they used, they every time. They used Chris I was, Ivory I was, was yelling. I was screaming for one of the linebackers just to cover him because that's all you had to do. The good thing about this game, though, was that they were able to cover the tight ends pretty well. And this was like the first game Better. that they've Better. actually done that. Right. Julius Thomas was limited to 12 yards on three catches. Mercedes Lewis, who actually left the game with an injury, only had two catches for 16 yards. Though he I, was
2: open for one touchdown and Bortles missed him. That that is, thank God. That
0: is. Yeah, that is a really good point. Um he was wide open. In the back and of the end zone, and those just sucks. Yeah, and they, and they did use Chris Ivory a lot. He had 17 carries. He only had 39 yards, though, so that defensive line is really stepping up. Ziggy Anza had an awesome game. Yep. He didn't really uh, compare well with some of the other guys in the stat book. He had four quarterback hits. He didn't have any sacks or anything like that but he contributed really well. He was yeah. getting pressure on portals the entire Yeah, game. he was. He was. In the run game, he was fantastic. The
1: defense never let him be comfortable. That's that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's in part because of the Jacksonville offensive line. They're yeah. so weak. <laughs> but but an incredible effort defensively and special teams wise. Um Matt Prater was was 2 for 2 on his field goal attempts. Sam Martin had an Awesome game. He had a 61 yard punt at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, 291 yards total in the air, 48 and a half average.
2: Saved him in the first Basically, half. Well, he couldn't move the ball at all. He controlled the field possession. And oh, saved
0: yeah. Us. <laughs> well, he had him pinned at the uh, one or two-yard line at one point. I mean, Crazy. He, he's been amazing. all season. He's the best <laughs> punter in the league by far. I, I yeah, to, definitely.
1: I wanted to ask you guys something. I, yeah. I've been watching you know, the other running game for them, and it's obviously never that good. For the Lions. Yes, for the Lions. But with Theo Riddick and Dwayne Washington, they keep putting Dwayne Washington in. I, I think I they should he's... be making Theo Riddick the every down back and just making him better and work on becoming a better runner.
0: Dwayne Washington's been Pretty bad this season. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, he was injured. He's still coming off that injury he had. Theo Riddick. He. I don't know if he should be the the feature back. Yeah, but he's definitely a force to be reckoned with in the passing game.
1: I'm not saying this is an exact comparison. It's a much lower comparison. Okay. But, like, I think he's kind of like a LaShawn McCoy almost with the moves that he has and, oh, like, yeah. free space and all yeah. that. Yeah, That's definitely. what he reminds me of, and I feel like he could he could turn into something like that if they mm-hmm. actually try to keep using him more. Like, the Lions have a chance to have a good running back right now. Like, keep using him. Let him grow, well, like... Once that's, a
0: doula comes back, though, that's that, going to yeah, be three weeks. He's so expect too. him to be back. Really? He, three he, weeks. Oh, wow. He could be. He's I looking see that. He's looking into a, uh, seeing a foot specialist check out his foot, I think, today. Yeah, um, yeah, Tuesday. I, today. Yeah, today. So we'll know more it, after today. We'll know yeah. we'll yeah. we'll more after today. Hopefully he can so come back within the next few weeks. That rushing attack would be tremendously improved because Theo Riddick, he led the team in catches on Sunday. He had eight catches for 70 yards. Um, and then he, he had four carries for 13 yards. So he led the rushing attack. Well, and as with an
2: well. O line that doesn't create any holes like ours does, you need an elusive back because every time you're going to have Phil a guy Riddick in that backfield, Blaine yeah, exactly. Washington's oh, more, yeah. more of like, a, a tough running back is going to run through it, kind of like a Zach Zenner. Yeah. So they're going to get tackled <laughs> in the backfield every time. Exactly. You need to feel ready who can make the first guy miss. Yeah, he yeah, and that's then exactly, field. Yeah, I'm I'm saying, saying, that's There's exactly, always going to be a guy 100%. right in your face when you get the ball with our O-line. That, that's especially why Sunday, they, they, they were keep were him horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The
1: versatility oh that Theo has is going to be able to get him past those first yeah. tacklers. Yeah. But do you that's, want
2: to overwork him though because he's so important in the Well, that's the what we
1: that's why we need a mirror back. I just think the Washington is a very good. They looked great week 1 against Indy. You got both that change offense
0: and that could help us
2: win a playoff game if we get there. So,
0: final question here, do they win on Thursday against Minnesota?
1: I'm, I'm going to say yeah. I, I think the Lions get the job done. I really do. I am I just keep, I keep believing more and more every week, honestly. You're but sipping the Kool-Aid this, a little more every this week. This is a big week for me. If they come out and just get dominated or something like that, I'm going to be disappointed and not have the same feeling that I've had. But if they can get past this Vikings team after the Vikings came back and got a big win last week, it's a big game, big divisional game. These are the kind of games I want to see the Lions win yeah. to prove to me that they're better. I think that they get the job done this week by a touchdown, like 27-20.
2: You know, I got the Lions 24-14. Minnesota has no offense. In each of the last three Thanksgivings, the Lions have not just beaten their opponents, they've destroyed them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been some pretty fun Thanksgiving football that last year. Eagles game years. last year? Yeah. Well, Calvin think, Johnson I think, had like three touchdowns. And think Chicago the year before that dominated. I think Green Bay yep. the year before that. So they've beaten that demon of winning on Thanksgiving. It's now a tradition to win. And this year, um, especially against a Minnesota team, wasn't very good. They got lucky last week mm-hmm. with the special teams, and then the, uh, the defensive yeah. touchdown. Yeah, they'll beat Minnesota, and they'll uh, lock up this division pretty soon.
0: Just to just to argue, I'm going to say Minnesota wins. Um, it's first of all, state now Minnesota. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you very possible. I'm, hey, I'm feeling a very little possible. Uh, angsty today, right, but it, yeah, it's definitely possible. <laughs> Minnesota's defense is still really good. Uh, the only thing that would concern me about Minnesota is uh, their rushing attack combined with their offensive line. Their offensive line is banged up, probably the most banged up offensive line in the NFL as of right now. Uh, Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata is your two feature running backs. I mean, yeah, I don't, I can't think of two worse running backs to no. put as your one and two. They released Ronnie Hillman just yesterday, so uh, I thought I th- he was
2: still with Denver.
0: No, no, well, he played against the Lions when they played really? Minnesota I didn't know. the first Oh, time. yeah, yeah, he did. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so they released him. I thought it kind of be interesting if Detroit picked him up just to kind of have him as like a decoy or something. Yeah. I, I well, where's that...
2: Justin Forsett? Why does he not even play anymore?
0: See, That's what I, I want I, th- I thought that they, if they were yeah, to pick true. up Hillman, <laughs> that they would drop Forsett entirely because he's only played in one or two games. He's just been riding the bench the rest of the game. He's yeah. getting <laughs> healthy oh, was, yeah. had scratches every meeting, week. That was
2: a meaningless pickup. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it was kind of a... You know, last second thing because Dwayne Washington was hurt, Theo was hurt, and of course, Amir was hurt as well. So, I mean, they once they get
1: Amir back, there's just no point to even have that guy in your team anymore. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I agree with you guys. So, um, we'll see if the Lions can pull out another Thanksgiving Day win. But we're going to move on to uh, a little baseball talk, which (laughs) was a little surprising to bring up. I thought that we were done with the baseball, but uh, the awards were last week. And uh, Verlander, the Tigers' pitcher, missed out on the Cy Young by just a couple votes to former Tiger Rick Porcello. He had a great year in Boston. He had twenty-two wins. I think he only lost four games, but Verlander had him beat in basically every statistic. He had innings pitched, ERA, uh, all of those OPS. You know, all of them. The only ones that Porcello had him beat on were wins and uh, a run uh, runs per start. Uh, so now. Right after Verlander lost, his uh, fiance Kate Upton goes and kind of has a little mini rant on Twitter. <laughs> she says, Hey, at MLB, I thought I was the only person allowed to blank Justin Verlander. What two riders didn't have him on their ballot? Uh, I'm sure you you guys listening can fill in the blank. There. Tell us on what what you I use? you know I probably shouldn't say it, but uh, no, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, no, you can look it up. <laughs> Go on Kate Upton's Twitter, you'll find it. Just Google search it, at you'll Kate find Upton. it that way. Yeah, at Kate Upton. Um, what do you guys think about that tweet when you first saw it?
1: Just don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do something like that. I understand you want to stand up for your husband, but. Or are they married? They're married. Right? They're, not no, married yeah. they're, they're not married yet. So, okay. They're not married. So they're, they yeah, they're engaged um, to be married. Yes. Okay. So soon to be husband. Yeah. Just, just don't say something like that. That just that makes Verlander look bad. I, I doubt he was very happy about it. Probably I, not. I, I don't think he was. I so. wouldn't
2: think he would be. It's Not a good
1: look. No, it's just not a good look for the, the Tigers or anything. It's just not. It's not something that you do. Who do we? I, I think there was an issue with this earlier in the year with another Detroit team. Matt Stafford's
2: wife. Was it it that? She was having a bunch of rants against the NFL. Yeah. Even going back to last year. What
0: was that about? I, something
2: with the refs and stuff, something like that. Yeah,
1: I, I, I can't, I can't. She I don't probably like him getting hit
2: she
0: goes or on something. Instagram a lot and has. Rats. Oh yeah, yeah, that's where she's most prominent. It's I love that that kind
1: of stuff just makes the athletes look bad, and you just you just don't want to do well, that. Well, and that's then you see
0: Brent Grimes' wife a couple of years back too was also yeah, tweeting the, like crap at the NFL and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff and. And it just gives a bad look to to the to the athlete. I don't think that and to the team potentially. The yeah. athlete, the team, the entire organization, the city, even yeah, it gives a bad look to Detroit. I, in my opinion, I look. I think Verlander should have won the Cy Young. I don't yeah. think Porcello I think so deserved too. it. Porcello got the That's... most runs for him. Uh, pitching wise, he had nearly seven runs of support each game. Yeah, Boston's offense. Boston's the biggest offense help killed with that. it. You yeah, know, they if you're them.
1: talking about the best pitcher for your team, it's, I think it was Verlander. I mean, it was
0: yes, it was Verlander because Boston still had David Price. They still had good arms. Uh, Ver, it was basically Verlander and Fulmer the entire. The run support was and not
1: very good for Verlander. summer. no, either. he only had so, like that's four runs of support. And I think like the if writers that, did
0: not take that into consideration. No, and the, and the two yeah. writers stupid. that didn't even put Verlander on their ballot were from Tampa Bay. So I don't know what they were thinking, but one of it's them conspiracy. put one of them put uh, Tanaka in their ballot. What? Yeah, I know. What? One of them put in Masahiro Tanaka for the just Yankees. Ridiculous. And That's ridiculous. That's why
2: that guy just needs to lose his job, his uh, his voting privileges. His, his, you don't know yeah. crap, bro.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. And uh, yeah, I don't know how you put Tanaka in your ballot. He no. had a, does he, he make sense? He, he was injured for most of the season for the Yankees. Uh, I mean, I get get Porcello. I get why he could win it. Look, you can can have Porcello on your ballot. You can have uh, David Price and those kind of guys on your ballot. Chris Sale, even.
1: Yeah. But oh, you yeah, for you sure. Can't put put so. Tanaka. No. Yeah. That's, a guy who that's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot of them had first place votes for the reliever from mm. Baltimore as well, whose name is slipping my mind for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I'm going to look this up. I'm I mean,
1: geez. Detroit right. versus everybody. Am right. I right? Is that how it works? <laughs> but in
2: terms of the tweet, there's a way to come out and defend your husband without going that. that Yeah, Zach Bright, without going that out of control. You can say it in like a nicer, more. Uh, Set more um well, censored you, you, way. You, you don't need to drop an F bomb and you, you could, relate this to that. You
0: could even tweet as simple and say, like, I think at Verlander should have won the Cy Young. You still had a great season. Um, yeah, anything. I love you. You know, I mean, Something she then nice.
1: she then went on to tweet, "Sorry, Rick, but you didn't get any any first place votes. You didn't win." Hashtag by Felicia. At MLB. Okay, now you're calling oh, out. the you time writers. Come oh, on, you can't just, do you that. Can't. Don't
2: call him out. <laughs> this ain't his fault. Call it the writers of anything. Just say my husband I mean, should have won. Seriously. Here's
0: why. Y- you you y'all can't. Wrong. You can't rip on the winner of this. Exactly. Scion. He, he had fault. nothing. That, not he fault. had nothing to do
2: with it. Never go full Aisha Curry is what I always say. <laughs> Never pull an Aisha Curry and just yeah. ruin your image. For that,
0: that's a that's a good example of that too. I forgot about her. That's so for sure. Yeah, not, I, come on, leave Ricky alone. We still love him here. Yeah, Rick, Rick no, we still I love, love you. Come back to Detroit I, He anytime. was a great pitcher. He, Statistically, I don't think he deserved the Cy Young. But he won it. It's all over. He deserved it. And lastly, Chris Bryant, MVP and I'm sure Colin was super happy about that. <laughs> um, All my preseason you, you, predictions. You, you called That's it from the preseason before the season. Like, Chris Bryant. I, saw you. I remember you and um,
2: Rachel just look at each other like, he say Chris Bryant? You're like, it's a little too early for that. I'm like, just wait. We'll be back here in nine months, and uh, we'll see who was right. You were right. Got to give you your
0: props Thank when you. props are Thank due. You. So um, I guess we'll always oh. wrap up our show with with our spread picks and uh, our stud and dud. So let's get into the spread picks first. CMU is at Eastern today they're favored by a point and a half at Eastern what do you guys have
1: uh, I mean I I think it's definitely a close game but I I'm giving it to Eastern Michigan at home I mean yeah? they I think they've just been a better better team this team? season I I mean they both have the same record I I I think, I think East,
0: Eastern's a better team this they, year too
1: yeah they just have a better offense and maybe not necessarily a better offense but well, maybe I don't I, don't I think they do have a better. I, yeah, offense, it's because, like, I mean, I know I, I know Central's isn't awful or anything like that, no. but because I don't want to like downgrade no, them Tyler too Conk much on that. the most athletic tight end yeah, in like, the country. Yeah, like Central's had opinion. a good season offensively, I think, overall, but they no, I, I'm giving it to Eastern just because they're playing at home. If it was here in Mount Pleasant, I'd probably pick Central. I really think the fact because I don't Central hasn't seemed to play very well on the road this season, so
2: good point. Call when him? it's 1.5 spread, that's pretty much a pick em yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's like... And in Ipsy yeah. tonight, with how much confidence they have coming in, I'm saying if you fly Eagles, fly. Let's, <laughs> Eastern's going to pull it out. Ipsy's going <laughs> to be partying all night long.
0: And uh, I'm going with the uh, Eagles,
1: Folks, there's Eagles <laughs> soaring in the room right now.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to pick CMU because it's a must-win game. They're bowl-eligible. So but it's but not must-win. But they aren't bowl-eligible. Guaranteed. Yeah. They aren't guaranteed to go to a bowl game. This Just is they're kind six of six and five. They need it. And if they lose they're six and six. Doesn't mean that it's they're gonna go to a bowl game, but if they win, that'll help their case even more. I think CMU will be ready. I think they'll win by like a field goal. Yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be a close game. Fire but up I think, fire up ships. Hopefully man. they will win. I think Hopefully get it done.
1: they do. I hope they do.
0: Washington is at Washington State on Saturday. Washington is favored by six.
1: Yeah, I'll take that. I think I think Washington bounces back, plays good against a good team. I'm I'm picking Washington. I'm taking that. Cool. Those points. Cool. Firstly,
2: I got to say this rivalry weekend is awesome. There are so many. Oh, oh my gosh! It's week. one of the best so football. For football Washington, this Washington Washington State, especially. When's the last time these two teams were this good? Seriously. But I'm going with the Huskies. I think they are definitely the better team. But Washington State has been as one of their best years in the last few decades. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, Huskies will win. I'm
0: gonna go with Washington State. I think they'll. St- I think Washington will still win. But I think it'll be really close. Washington State, it's at their home turf. I think they'll be ready. This is the biggest Mm -hmm. rivalry game that they've had in probably two or three decades. So I think it's going to be a close field goal to four-point game. But I think Washington will still win. Mm -hmm. Next up is uh, Michigan State is on the road at Penn State. Penn State is favored by 125
1: I'm I'm not taking I'm taking Michigan State to make it a closer game than that. I honestly, if I had to pick my upset pick of the week, I'm picking Michigan State because they've really? played they've played big and big wow. games this season and if there's something that could salvage their season it's this week. I'm taking Michigan State by 3 in this game. I think they went out with a field goal and their season on a positive note and give some kind of momentum going into next season. I'm taking state by 3.
2: I'm going with the fighting Sanduskys. Pardon part me. <laughs> Pardon me. I mean the fighting James Franklins to blow the doors off a Sparty this weekend and to send Mark Antonio into retirement. If Not really. can happen <laughs> Not to really, but they're going to put yeah. the cap on a really bad year. Sorry, I didn't mean it for that to slip. I meant the James Franklins. The
0: fighting Franklins. The fighting Franklins. <laughs> yeah, the Penn State fighting Franklins. Wasn't fighters. that a TV show back in the day? Franklin. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Franklin. Yeah, they're going to be singing that all night and <laughs> Oh, all night yeah, in they are. Yeah. I'm going with Penn State, too. I don't think State has a chance in this game. It's on the road. Penn State beat Ohio State at their home turf. I think they can beat Michigan State there. Iron Bull. uh, (laughs) This is probably one of the most uh, least exciting Iron Bulls uh, in, in recent memory. Auburn at Alabama. Bama's favored by 17 points. What do you guys have?
1: Yep, taking it. I think Alabama wins by about that many points, if not more. I don't think this game's close. It's late in the season. They want it. They know what they want. They know where they are. Alabama's going to blow them out. I think
2: Auburn. I think they'll keep it closer because they have a really good defense. So true. I'm going Auburn. Uh, I, I have a, Alabama won by 14. Is what yeah. I'm, it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm taking
0: Bama in this one. I don't think Auburn has a chance in this no. one either. Bama's defense, I wouldn't be surprised if they have multiple defensive touchdowns. I'm taking Bama. Finally, the game at Ohio <sighs> State. Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State is favored as of right now by six and a half points.
1: And that's just about right. I mean, I I agree with that. The, the media seems to give Michigan a bunch of hate, and they don't really seem to be like giving Michigan much of a chance to win this game at all. But that that spread right there that's that's probably correct. I think six and a half. That's about right.
2: So you're thinking Ohio State to win yeah. by that many? Yep. So you're saying, but with that's without Spate though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm thinking. Yeah, if w-
0: if they guarantee Spate plays, they'll probably change the spread. So just keep but that, yeah we'll keep that, that maybe Guarantee until game time because exactly not that we're never gonna know. That's Ex- why predicting no, this game
1: is so no. hard.
0: It's difficult, but with the six and a half, what are you taking, Colin? I'm almost
2: positive Spate's gonna play. I think unless he has a setback. Yeah, everything I'm hearing. I think he was war- if play he's warming up against Indiana. He's definitely gonna I think be dressed for this game. He, he I got he him going to one of the biggest games in our history, and I think he pulls off the win. You think Spate would have played if you of them was still losing in the fourth quarter? No, because you don't leave a guy out to start and then just put him back in the game later. And everyone would be like, wait, are you? is he still hurt? Yeah. Are
0: you Are you? Are you yeah. not looking out for the safety of yeah. the player? Yep. So, no, you don't. I think Ohio State will cover that spread. Unfortunately, <laughs> without Spate, it's going to be a rough game. Yeah. Buckeye Vaughn over here, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm such Change a Buckeye fan. God, yeah, Ohio. Just got to no, be honest. Stuff. Worst state in the country.
2: I heard about. the uh, the horseshoe report needs a new writer. On the horseshoe is horseshoe <laughs> report. That's our rivals in the big house report.
0: Looking for Ohio new, State fans for new get columnists, it. if you're interested. That's funny. Finally, stud and dud, Andy.
1: Well, I mean, you can call me a homer, but honestly, I think they deserve it. The Michigan basketball team is getting my stud this week because. They played in that two K classic this this past weekend it. and they looked great. Killed they beat it. beat Marquette, I think it was on Thursday night and they beat them seventy nine to sixty one. And then they went and played SMU and they beat them seventy six to fifty four. A team that Michigan lost to last year by more yep. than twenty points. Yep. DJ Wilson's looking great. Mark Denell's looking great. They have an underneath presence that they haven't had in years, like or ever I can remember in the John John Beeline era. They look. They look like they actually have some bigs that can play. Their guard play still looks good. Walton with a huge game against SMU, coming back for scoring zero against Marquette. Mind you, yeah, he scored zero points. It's one of your best players. They won that game 79 to 61. That's a that's a good win, dominating win. I, and they and they cracked the rankings this week. They're they're 25th in the country. So. Their defense credit, credit is to unreal Michigan. this year. Bringing in yeah. that
2: new assistant coach from Wright State totally changed up their defense. It,
1: Love it. it. I, Michigan's definitely got my stud pick this week. They play great, and they got more big games coming up. They got South Carolina tomorrow night. Yeah. So.
2: Colin, stud. My stud is a guy I've been ripping on all year long. Jim, big balls Caldwell, <laughs> as, well as I'm calling him now. <laughs>
0: Used to I, refer I've, to him as Jim Noball. No, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly for the for the listeners but out there. I can give him a crap all year, but he's he's turned the team around. What else can I say? He's done a great job. He's making the right calls. Um playing he's picking on all the right parts right now. I think he's done a great job, and we're six and four. And um I say you gotta keep him around now. If he finishes out the year oh, like yeah. this, definitely keep him around. And uh my bad, Jim, you proved me wrong. Good job, Jim Caldwell. See, I give props to coaches when they yeah. do well, no, no, but I no, will rip sure, you to sure. shreds if you disappoint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he won't get fired anymore. Unless they totally fall apart, which they could do. Uh, they
0: could, but I don't think they will. My stud for the week is the Washington Redskins offense. They completely lit up the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Kirk Cousins killed it. He had 375 yards, three touchdowns, a QBR of 95.7. Their rookie running back, Robert Kelly, had 24 carries for 137 yards and three touchdowns. And then the receiving game did real well too. Pierre Garcon had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Jameson Crowder had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Deshaun Jackson came off an injury with a touchdown. Jordan Reed had 79 yards. They just killed the Packers. It was it was an awesome game to watch. As not being a Packers fan, but Andy, who's your dud? My dud is the NFL
1: kickers. There, I think I think there Good was ten. I think ten was the exact number of kickers. Twelve. 12. 12 kickers. Well, 12 misses in 12 general. misses. I think there was yeah. 10 kickers that missed. Yeah, because there was two of them that missed two each. Extra points this weekend. Um Ter- that, that was pathetic. Just and It seems to... I mean, it hasn't been to this severity every week, but there's. there seems to just be extra points getting missed left and right. Blocked or not, you guys are professional kickers. Start making your extra points. Like, seriously. And, I mean, it, it's great. I like it. it I like how it's a, a longer extra point now. This is proving why it's better. It's not just a gimme extra point every time, so it's a good thing, but... Seriously, start to get your extra points in there.
2: My dud is the national college football media. If you guys have been watching ESPN the last couple days, you would swear Michigan already lost this game. Like, it already happened. They lost by 14. Their season's over. Like it, they've had a couple bad games, but so Ohio State's been playing like this all year. Yeah, and they win by one point against a three and eight Michigan State team. Oh, but that's a rivalry game. It's it, that was a, that was actually a hard fought to win. Who and called that, that a rivalry? It's been a rivalry the last few years. Nah. But then Michigan beats a, a decent Indiana team by ten, and ah, that was weak. Can't wait but to bar watch Barry and That Street. was without their starting oh, quarterback. Oh yeah, Street, blown, just going to rip on exactly. Michigan. they've all, been blowing all out weekend. teams all year long. Look at Clemson; they've been doing this every game. Oh, but they've been—they got some hard-fought wins. No, Michigan (laughs) is just fine. Still, the best defense in the country, in my opinion. Spate will play, and uh, you got to prove the haters wrong. I'm sick of all the hate and disrespect. They've been a good team this year. It's time to be in a late team and shut all the haters up.
0: Uh, They will definitely do that if they win on Saturday. My dud is Josh Kendall, who you—you guys may have heard of this. You just may not remember the name, but Josh Kendall. He is a South Carolina football beat writer. For the state newspaper in South Carolina, he is an AP poll voter. And his here's his top 10 from I saw from this, I saw this you yesterday. Saw this? Did oh, you my God. See this I didn't news oh to me. Here's Just, his top 10 in the AP poll. Okay. Number one is Alabama. No problems there. Right. Number two is Wisconsin. Number three is Penn State. Number four is Oklahoma. Five is Ohio State. Six is USC. Seven Washington, wow. eight is Clemson, <laughs> number nine is Michigan, and number ten is Colorado.
1: Oh my god. We're, oh He's, I don't even know what to say about to remove, that. They need
2: he to remove had, his AP title right now. Yeah, that he is yeah. an idiot. That he is had horrible. an eight and
0: three USC team ahead of three teams <laughs> that were ten and one. Clemson, Washington, Michigan. Man, That's, how do you have Penn State just, at number three in two? At least he had Alabama at number one. That that's that's right. like an obvious though. Wisconsin
2: number two and Penn State With three. Those USC are, four. USC was six. Six. Still, Oklahoma, Oklahoma was was four. four. Who got blasted by Ohio State at home? Oh my goodness.
1: You say you say Wisconsin second? Did I hear that Yeah. Yes. Correctly? Wisconsin. Oh he has his number idiot. two team after in the they country. lost to Michigan Ohio Who gave this State guy both? the right to that vote? That makes sense. Is what yeah, I want to know. Look, they got a. I know he's a his...
2: South Carolina beat writer, and they currently don't have a good football team. So he probably t- hasn't seen good football in a while. But
0: dude, you are freaking idiot. It that's, was fun while it lasted horrible. for him. But, yeah, just insane uh, to end the show on something as, as, as serious I, and as I, I want to hear his rationale
2: behind all his answers. Look, that if, way I can tweet back at him. Josh, if you're
0: listening to us right now, please, please, please contact CM Life or one of us on Twitter or, or something. Or just delete, or, <laughs> just delete or, your or account. Or just delete your account, you and know. Stop voting for, for the AP. Whatever life. you want to do. Do something about it. But good that God, is man. that is going to end our show today. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Have a good break. For Colin, for Andy, for the birthday boy Alex, my name is Vaughn, and we'll talk to you guys next time.